A very warm welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide in Berlin, and I thought I'd give you an update on how I'm faring these days. So I'm currently not tour guiding, though I am more than full-time making this podcast at the moment, which is great. It keeps me sane, it allows me to sharpen my podcasting skills, and it keeps me in touch with my profession and, of course, my colleagues. What I'm sort of losing contact with is the city or some reality of the city. It's like really weird. I've mentioned this to a bunch of my friends, but now that I don't have a job, a daily thing that I leave the house for, I feel completely out of touch with Berlin. I mean, I still see some of my friends and neighbors. I still do groceries. I still go for walks through the neighborhood, but it's like I'm just sort of cutting through the city on these walks. Like I'm not really making any connections. I'm not making any small talk, no new relations. When I'm outside, I'm awkwardly aware of a sort of a disconnect that has been growing between me and the city. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I don't have a job at the moment, that I don't have a purpose or something to do. So yeah, there are some thoughts for you on unemployment. Maybe it is also just something very much related to Uh, the pandemic, uh, the crisis that we're all feeling right now. But I I can't help but thinking if I were to have a job or something to go to, I might not feel the same disconnect that I'm feeling right now. I do also have a guest for you today, a wonderful guest, actually, the person that shadowed my very first tour that I did in Berlin. You know, like that feeling on the top of a roller coaster when you're locked in and you're at the top and you're about to just drop. I'm speaking with Bethan Griffiths, everybody. Although I think everybody just calls her Beth, which I think is ridiculous if you have such a gorgeous name. Beth is originally from Wales, has been in Berlin for about eight years. And apart from being a guide, she's studying European history at the Humboldt University. I have my thesis to write. And I've always told myself that the reason it's taking me so long is because I, I'm so busy guiding. Give it up for Bethan Griffiths. How's it going? Oh, Beth. How's it going? That's a very complicated question to start the conversation off with. <laughs> I thought we could maybe start with something easier, you know, like, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, I had um, one slice of toast and a lot of coffee. How much uh, coffee is a lot of coffee? Uh, I'm on my third mug. Jesus. Very big mug. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Well, I don't know. I can't, I can't do that. Uh, normally, after like sort of a cup I'm like mm, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know I get a get a little bit like that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I feel a little bit like that right now <laughs> maybe I should have stopped in the second cup um tell me tell me a bit about what you're filling your day with like what, what are you so busy with um so I um I study um at the Humboldt University and I have done for uh, quite a few years now. <laughs> I should probably finish. And um, I have my thesis to write. And I've always um, told myself that the reason it's taking me so long is because I, I'm so busy guiding. And now I don't have an excuse. So I have to write my thesis. And I also uh, work for the uni as a research assistant. So um, we were uh, we're working on a, a database which is um, collecting information on Jewish businesses between 1930 and 1945 in Berlin, and specifically looking at the 
uh, so-called Aryanization process, so the destruction of Jewish businesses by the Nazi uh, party and the Nazi state. So you you don't feel you don't feel like oh no I don't have anything to do this morning you just like you got a full you've got a full days of work ahead of you. Yeah, I'm I'm working uh, quite a lot. In fact, I get a little bit stressed that I'm I'm not doing enough in the day because oh I have a I know I have a rule which is maybe it's a bad rule um, actually uh, maybe I should change this rule but my rule is that I don't wake myself up like I don't wake up until my body wants me to wake up. I've kind of given myself this weekend feeling of you can set an alarm, but you can ignore the alarm if your body needs rest. So then I just get up whenever I want to, but then I have to like be very strict in the day. So I have to do the six or seven or eight hours, whatever I've assigned myself to do. Let, let's, let's, um, let's, I thought maybe we could do a sort of, um, sort of trip down memory lane, talk a little bit about tour guiding. So, so I, so there is what I, so I went on a tour of yours, um, to shadow you. I think I went on a tour of Jonathan and, um, maybe one other person, but then I, of course, you know, there comes, a, there comes a moment that you have to do your very first own tour that you have to stand at the meeting point and that there's a whole bunch of exciting tourists, exciting people that are looking forward to a couple of hours of Berlin history. And then you have to draw attention to yourself. Right. You have to say, I'm here. Look at me. Listen to I'm me. I'm going to be the one that's going to talk history to you, you know, terrifying. Talk history. I like that. <laughs> Can you remember your own? Can you remember your own first tour you did in Berlin? Do you, do you know this is going to sound terrible? But I actually have absolutely no idea. All I remember is that I was terrified. Um, I had done a couple of test tours with my friends. Bless them. They they must love me very much because they they went around with me for hours around Berlin as I tried to crack jokes and decided that jokes were not my thing. So I've, I don't do jokes anymore. It's too embarrassing. Um, and I remember um, uh, just, you know, like that feeling on the top of a roller coaster when you're locked in and you're at the top and you're about to just drop um, and just be like, well, here we go. Like, there's nothing I can do about it now. We've got to go. Um, that's kind of how it felt. I think it went okay. And I remember saying that this was my first tour and people being sort of quite surprised and quite happy and like, oh, well done. You did a great job. And then I, I said that for a month. <laughs> I just, I, it just, just to cover my back in case I had come across as a bit nervous or something, I covered my back by saying, this is my first tour for a month. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to admit that. But it worked quite well. Did, do you still get nervous, sort of like in the last couple of months? Do you still, if you do a tour, would you be nervous before the start? No, I don't get nervous anymore for tours. But I do, uh, well, I sometimes get nervous if it's a different type of tour or if it's a specific type of tour, you know? So if I'm doing like a, a private tour with a, a school group at Sachsenhausen, I don't get nervous anymore, but that used to cause me a bit of anxiety. How do I bring this massive topic across to some young people who I mean, I've never met them before and stuff? Or um, 
you know somebody says can I I can you jump in on a on a cold war tour which I'm perfectly capable of doing but I haven't done from I'm, I mainly get given the Nazi tours as I'm sure you know but generally no I think I've I've I, I, could, I don't think you could do this job if you were nervous every day, every time. I don't know. There's from time to time that I do somehow feel stressed about something, but it's mostly about the route or some some other logistics that I'm not entirely sure of. If, if you've got a coach and you're not sure where you can stop and park and those kind of things. Um, right. Yeah. Dry, I, uh, having a vehicle. What a nightmare. What if there's traffic? Yeah. What if there's a what if there's a crash? I can't handle that. Yeah, but there's like there is also you know just so much you can do. If you get stuck, you just chat. You know, you just chat. And if you don't have chat anymore, you just be silent. Let them do their own thing. Oh, I know. But sitting in silence is just it's just the hardest thing. How how about um, like I remember for example one of the things that I found scariest to do, and now I absolutely love it. But one of the things I really really found scary to do was was school groups. When I first started doing those, I was like, oh my god, what if these kids are just gonna walk all over me and just like yeah. be absolute train wrecks and sort of yeah. just be horrible kids and yell at me? And I completely I, those were things I was actually worried worried about the very first <laughs> tours. Now now I love I love doing school groups i absolutely really really enjoy them do you have any particular group that you like or don't like no i agree with you that i used to get i used to be quite anxious when i had a school group because i wanted to make sure that i did a good job but i was also aware that they can be a pretty tough crowd um but actually i think i i've never had a bad ex um ah that's not true i have had some like trickier experiences but most of the time i have had really really good experiences and i found it very very rewarding having the school the school groups because i find that if you if you can get the right pitch um they're very they are like they ask really great questions and maybe they're less inhibited or maybe it's because they're already in this kind of learning environment so they're kind of in the right mode or whatever but I found that it's been very, very rewarding. And especially when kids say, like, thank you, this was really interesting. And they're 16. And you're like, yes! Yeah, that makes your day, doesn't it? It makes my day. And I, I mean, yeah, I used to be worried that it was going to be like being bullied at school again. But it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I had this same sort of vibe. Like, here's this 30-year-old man that is afraid that he's going to be bullied yeah. by some school kids yeah. on a tour, you know? It's insane what, what sort of... Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's that kind of goes through your mind. Yeah, and I, I think it also depends a lot on on the teachers and what how, how invested the teachers are in having a, like a, a really kind of constructive tour or are they like on holiday and they're just like four hours, I don't have to, I don't have to be involved. Do you see yourself sort of doing that in the future? Well, to be honest, I do miss tour guiding right now. I do find that there are things about tour guiding that I that really give me a boost that I really enjoy. I really enjoy discussing um, this history and I miss that kind of interaction with people who of, of various levels of, of interest. Um, I'm also glad that I don't entirely rely on tour guiding because I um I'm really very happy with this research job that I have and I think that I would 
like to remain in research. Um, I think that for me, it works really well having the two side by side. Um, I'm aware that when when the news came that basically everything was going to be cancelled, um, there was a little bit of relief, even though it's not very much. There was a little bit of relief that I have this research job, and that it that wouldn't be affected. Um, because I think I was actually in the Brandenburg State Archive when when all these emails started coming in. And it was before any of the lockdown stuff, but it was I was sat hand sanitizing. So obviously there was like an awareness of what was like what, what was going on. And I remember getting all of these emails being like, these are cancelled, those are cancelled. Um, this is postponed. Actually, it's cancelled. You know, like I don't remember, know if you remember that day. But just being like, this is, and, and until until the end of April or until, and then it was kept getting postponed and just thinking like, I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to survive this. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough couple, tough couple of days or maybe even weeks. Like how, how have you, so in the beginning it was uh, mostly, I, I, I imagine just mostly financial stress. How, how, how is that now? Is that sort of, do you, do you feel a bit more chilled about it all? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I do feel a lot more chill about it. I, I don't know if that feeling of relaxation is going to last, but um, I, I presume it's a similar situation for you. But the the state, the German state, was really quite fast in reacting to this for freelancers, and um, has given financial support, which is which has kind of taken the the that kind of stone off my chest if you like um but yeah i mean there is still anxiety as to how this is going to continue and how long this is going to go on for is is that uh, does that have mainly to do with just our general way of life under corona or is it uh, like professionally that you're worried about it um uh, yeah no i think way of life as well to be honest with you as much as i'm a bit it sounds a bit weird having a tour guide who's a bit introverted, but I, I really do feel like I can be on my own for a massive sort of periods of time. But yeah, I am actually a little bit concerned. I mean, I'm I'm actually from the UK. Um, my dad's birthday, 60th birthday is coming up in a few days and I was planning on going back. Obviously I can't, that's fine. But the question of when can I go back? When will I be able to see my family again? What what about like I mean you you've got plenty of stuff to do at the moment do you have you allowed yourself already to sort of cast a glimpse into the future? Um, actually, no. Uh, I I have this odd um, inability to kind of look into the future. I try to just kind of adapt to the moment. I don't know. How about you? Have you looked into the future? Uh, yeah, but I I'm not allowed to tell anybody. Oh right. <laughs> no, I I don't know. Um, no, I I'm very much uh, I'm very much day to day at the moment, making a podcast, talking to friends and colleagues, and making sure an episode comes out every day. That's now something that I cling on to quite a bit. I, I really enjoy making it, and and it's giving me a structure. You know, getting up, doing the first couple of chats in the morning, then edit in the afternoon, and then. Eventually, hopefully, by the beginning of the evening, the the day's work is done. I I do think that some form of creativity is really really helpful. Um, 
in times in general actually but in times like this and even if it's you know making a cake or learning how to cook a certain type of curry or I've tried to start painting again which is very good for my uh mental health but it's not very successful otherwise um anything you particular coming up today what, what are you up to what am I holding you off of um I'm currently writing an introduction to the thesis which is not um the literature review so basically I'm surrounded by books about Nazis um and writing about um the role of anxiety in amongst perpetrators that sounds very interesting well we'll see when it's finished if it's interesting or not but uh yeah that's all i do i i do three days a week thesis and two days a week uh database and then weekend and th yeah that's it i i do try my best to have weekends like weekends which i've not i haven't had for you know years as a tour guide saturdays mean nothing apart well they mean go to work normally um so it's quite it's quite interesting um and it also helps motivate me in the week to say like you know you're you you've only got two days left in this week and you need to you need to crack on with this because i try to keep the weekends free Well, Bethan, I want to thank you so much for having this conversation, having um, a little chat with me about uh, what's going on in your life. Well, thank you for asking. And what <laughs> I would like to do is maybe um, talk to you in the future again, somewhere. Sure thing. I don't know exactly when, but I'm, well, I'm sure we can find some sort of a spot for another sort of 20-minute conversation. And um, let's see, uh, let's see what's up then. Who knows, maybe it'll be over a Späti beer when we're actually allowed outside. Oh, Späti beers. Wow. Oh, thing of, I the, remember thing of the past. <laughs> oh, maybe, hopefully, of the future as well. Hey, uh, Beth, have a wonderful rest of your day and um, speak soon, all right? Speak soon. Take care. Bye. That was Bethan Griffiths, everybody felt really good catching up with her and I really enjoyed our chats about guiding kids. I mean, it's a whole nother level, isn't it? School groups. They're tired, they're often coming from very long travels and you have to really catch their interest immediately. Otherwise, you're lost and you're up for a very, very long tour. I do really like it though. I do like the kick of sort of getting their interest and getting them to ask questions. And if they feel that they had a good time by the end of it, that's an awesome reward. Listeners of the low season, another episode is in the pocket. Of course, we're back tomorrow with another guide, Stephanie Kiefer. I'm just thinking that I have to find a new job. I mean, another job and not working as a tour guide anymore. If you don't want to miss another episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The low season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork by Sergio Mabrias. Georgia Ryungu is the eggs in this podcast Carbonaro. Carbonara. Carbonara. What's that? Speak soon, my friends. Um, I had done a couple of test tours with my friends. Bless them. They they must love me very much because they 
they went around with me for hours around Berlin as I tried to crack jokes and decided that jokes were not my thing. So I've, I don't do jokes anymore. It's too embarrassing. 